Welcome back to the Mail Right Podcast. Today, John and I are going to talk to you about what the most important marketing channels for real estate agents in 2023 is going to be, or at least what we're predicting that it's going to be. So before I go any further, and obviously, as usual, I have lots of opinions about digital lead generation strategies. I am going to ask uh, John to introduce himself for those of you that may not already know who he is. Oh, thanks, Rob. I am the joint founder of MailRight.com. We build beautiful websites on WordPress, which you don't lease, you own. Plus, we've got a suite of digital marketing tools that will help you generate some leads in 2023. Back over to you, Rob. Okay, so we're going to cover 10 10 lead generation methods. And for those of you who may not know me, my name is Robert Newman. I am a a real estate online marketer. I focused on SEO for the vast majority of my 14-year career inside the real estate marketing space. I uh, am all over the search results for SEO. Like you research most of my competitors. Many of you already know who I am. I have 50,000 people that follow me on social channels. You can go to inboundrem.com and uh, if you would like to learn more about me or any of my competitors or websites or strategies or what laptop to use, I have so much content up there. It's, it's almost not worth talking about it anymore. Um, all right, everyone. So let's, um, let's dig into this. Local discovery is number one on John's list. So John created the list. For the mm-hmm. most part, I agree, but I think I'm going to have a couple of curveballs for him. So local discovery. I hope all of you listening understand what local discovery is. But if you don't, let me give you an example. If you do Fort Bend Realtor or the name of your own city and then add Realtor onto the back of whatever your the name of your city is that you work out of, guess what? That is local discovery, right, John? That's what you meant by this. Yeah, it's dominated by your Google business profile, um, which is linked if people are searching and are using a mobile device, the probably the Google Map Pack will appear. And it's all linked to the central area. It used to be called Google Business Page. Now they call it Google Business Profile. And I, it's free. Um, you should fill it all out. You should claim it and fill it out. And it's important. Would you agree, Robert? I would agree that it is so marketing for agents. Yes, I agree that right now, one of the top five to 10 channels that you could be in is your Google My Business profile. I think that it's enormously important. If I tried to number it, I'd say number two. If you're talking about results versus money spent, it might even be number one. Because this is definitely a way that with a little bit of research and knowledge, a little bit of learning, you could theoretically generate yourself like anywhere from one to 10 transactions, I would say, per year on just understanding your Google My Business profile. Would you, would you agree with that, John? Yeah, I don't know what the precise figure is now, but I, I can't remember it, Rob, but I was astounded a couple of months ago about the amount of agents that still haven't claimed their Google business profile haven't gone through the process of claiming it, which is 
amazing. It is a little bit painful because they send you, in the age of tech, it's quite hilarious, really. Google actually sends you a physical postcard right. with, a, with a number and you've you got to have a physical address and you've got to make sure that you don't miss the card and it looks like junk mail. So it's easy to throw it away because to order a second time, a second card is a little bit painful and they they send you this this card through the post, don't they? They do. And it is painful, but it is one of the reasons they apply so much credit and so much benefit to your profile is that it is a physical process and it's very hard to fake out. And that's the whole point to it is that once they've set this profile up, they've really identified that you are you. And once they understand that, they start applying a very high degree of credibility connected to your email address and your local contributions as a service provider. That's the images, the map widgets that you use, the um, the videos that you produce on, using the same email address. All of those are connected into your business profile. And as a local service provider, they start to increase your reach off that profile. It is actually one of them, like when you start saying, how do I, Robert Newman, get introduced to people? I would say at times, John, my Google business profile gets 8,000 views per month. That is more than my website. Wow. It's kind of crazy. So in many ways, the hyperlocal profile is a strong way to start building a brand for your business and not a bad way to start getting phone calls. doesn't really work that way for me, but I think for a local service provider, it would. Yeah. Um, to number two. Social media video, Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts, and TikTok. Yeah. Um, well, we've talked a lot in 2022 about video. We've exhausted the topic. But on the other hand, you agree, I agree. I think we both agree it is really important if you want an effective social media presence to get in video and get as much video on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube and TikTok, which I know nothing about, but a lot of people love it. So it's going to dominate 2023. What do you think? Um, so I think that that is correct. Okay. Um, uh, dominate is not a word I would use. Instagram yeah. Reels, YouTube Shorts, and TikTok, so far, they're a great way to introduce people, drive traffic, drive eyeballs. Are they a great way to drive conversion? Not yet. I still don't know that many real estate agents or professionals that make that much money off TikTok. And some people are doing good on Instagram, not as good as YouTube, but, but pretty mm-hmm. consistently doing some business using Instagram on their Instagram profile. The problem with Instagram and TikTok both is that it's a little bit difficult to drive people with a a clear enough intent to those videos. So if you're entertaining people, you can get tens of of thousands of views to these videos. If, however, you're trying to elicit a response, that is a little trickier. That is a little trickier. That's why clothing brands use Instagram influencers 
so frequently is that it's very similar to TV advertising. You got mm-hmm. 6 million people that see you wearing their shoes. The theory is, is that eventually these people like that generates into their social consciousness. So when they end up in the brick and mortar stores, oh, yeah. there is your brand. You buy those shoes. Yeah, I totally agree with you. But that's why it's important to have your name on it and your web address on it or, because I think it kind of, it can be used to get people's interest and then they look you up on Facebook or, and everything, if you can, everything should be about driving people to your website, shouldn't it, from these different channels. Yeah. So number three, email mm. marketing. Well, we go, you know, from TikTok to old favorite, but I think email, email marketing, I think is still very effective. but. To say that it's abused and and abused would be the understatement of the century. And you see so much poor email marketing in the real estate industry that it's it's pretty bad, really. What's your feelings about what that and what I've just said? My feelings is I personally think that email well used would be like number two or number three on this list. Email has slowly been coming back into its own because direct mail and other sources have been losing their effectiveness. But email is overused. Most emails are discarded. The trick about email, just the same thing as like almost any other marketing that you can think of, is do you have an agent or somebody who is taking the time to craft their emails themselves send them out to their audience with valuable information inside. Those people that do that still experience massive, huge results off email. I experience massive, huge results off email. I love email, but I handcraft my messages to my audience, spend a lot of time on content. So a lot of time on my blog post, a lot of time on my videos, a lot of time on my, when you have something to say, people still want to hear you say it actually more so because as the noise in the forest grows greater, it gets harder to see the creatures that really interest you. So you really, when somebody like really takes the time to do something well, John, it actually stands out more, not less, because you are correct in what you're saying. There's a lot more noise and a lot less quality right now. Yeah. So I just want one proviso to this. Because it's a bit like when you discuss CRMs or any broad subject, there's subsections. And if you're talking about a, a weekly or a monthly newsletter, the more the more you focus it and the more effort you put into it and the more the target audience is focused, the better the result you're going to get. But there's other types of email like... Like um, if you're doing that advertising through Facebook or Google and you're driving them to a landing page, you need um, your purpose, if you're converting them to get the lead magnet, your purpose is to get that conversation. So you need automation, send off a series of drip email and a series of text messaging to try and engage the person to have a conversation with you, the agent. Um, And a lot of people don't realise a digital lead is a very different animal to a 
personal recommendation. We're dealing with a, a much longer period of time where that actually might turn into a commission check. And it's that's that's what I'd say about that. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree. Right. So let's move on to number four, mm-hmm. uh, which is check out next door for real estate leads. So actually, this is one of the major adjustments. So if you don't mind, I'm going to jump in before. Yeah, you. sure. Okay. This is one of the major adjustments. So there is a growing number of local lifestyle um, websites. Nextdoor is certainly one. Neighborhoods.com is another. Parkbench is another. Area Vibes is another. Neighborhood Scout is another. These are lifestyle websites that focus on an area's lifestyle that also have advertising opportunities for anybody that is a service provider. I have not personally engaged with too many clients who've been using these yet, but to say that there wouldn't be an opportunity in these lifestyle sites, I think would be a mistake, especially if you happen to be one of the very small handful of people that actually starts to do a lifestyle brand like YouTube videos and content and blog posts, and you're focused on best restaurants in your city that you service and you're a real estate agent. That is a lifestyle approach to generating real estate leads. You become an expert on the lifestyle and people who are like, I just want to live in the place that has the 10 best restaurants in the city. Tell me where that is. You get those kinds of leads and those kinds of leads exist. Urbanites who make big purchases for lifestyle reasons, are they exist. And they, they tend to be really affluent as well. So, John, that's my, my comment. So what, uh, what, what did you want to say about Nextdoor? Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think I've, I've been told that a lot of agents think it's a total waste of time. I think it, advertising on it because of the rates you might obtain could be your the other side is I really think if you're serious, you, you need to start your own group, but then you're, you become a moderator, and that is a commitment. But it's it's like all these things, isn't it? You only get what you put in. Um, or there's two ways of doing this. Either you, well, even if they hire you or they hire us, you or me, there's only so much we can do. It still needs a commitment, a lesser commitment from the agent. But anything, it just, you only get what you put in, don't you? Correct. And like all these different sites, like Nextdoor, Parkbench, they all have different ways. Like Area Vibes is a lead provider. You can buy leads. Okay. There was a co- company out there called highrises.com where you could do the same. These are all just basically people that put propped up websites that collect information from consumers to sell it to service providers like you. Saying that you shouldn't attempt to, if you have already been purchasing some of your leads or all of your leads, saying that you shouldn't necessarily try a new provider would seem short-sighted to me. So I would try some of these lifestyle providers. Now, with the caveat, though, that you should have a strong retention and referral-based marketing system built into your process. So if you are going to buy leads let's make sure that you're adding them to an email marketing list, that you're keeping them on a newsletter so that the next time they're ready to buy a home or they're talking to somebody else in their circle of influence about buying a home, yours is the first name that gets presented to them. Mm -hmm. Um, 
All right. So we're making good progress on the list. It is definitely time for our break, or it's going to be time for our break in a minute. Well, shall, so, we, shall, shall we do the last one? Because we're, we're on target. Uh, shall we just go for the last one, number five? We're not going to do it in 60 seconds or less, but sure, John. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> all right. Sorry about that. Um, well, it's because it's linked to next door, and that's niche Facebook group pages. I'll give you an example. Um, in Northern Nevada, where I live, there's a there's a group of people that buy property in Northern Nevada, and they buy ranches that, and they have horses. Um, and that's why they buy property in northern Nevada. They move from Southern California or the Bay Area, and they're into horses, and they want to buy a horse ranch, and that's what they buy in northern Nevada, Rob. There's a whole subcategory. So that's what I'm talking about. I think you need, if you're going to do this properly, is to, and it's linked to our other podcasts where we've said, find your niche. Find your niche. Um, generally, and so you could be an agent that sells and helps people generally, but you've got to focus on in Northern Nevada, you've got to focus on horse ranches. Well, if that's the case, you should start a Facebook group about horse ranches and you should be the administrator. You're not going to get instant leads, but you are in the end going to get some leads. I suggest. What do you think about this, Rob? Well, I think that uh, you remembered quite well our meeting with Will Friedner. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to shamelessly plug an episode of this show. Okay. I don't remember what the number is, but if you go to any of our podcast services and you look up the name Will, W I L L, last name F R I E D N E R Friedner, you're going to find that we did a show with a gentleman who is. In my opinion, one of the top 10 inbound content marketers that we've ever interviewed. He has 66,000 followers on YouTube. He's the one who I recollect originally said, like when we asked him how he got started in lead generation, he actually told us that he built Facebook groups and that he's been doing it for 15 years since Facebook became a thing. Since the very beginning, he said, I've been doing this. And he still says that it generates him leads. He said it on our show. I suspect it still does. At this point where you build up a group and you have an, an, like, like a, like an administrative person helping you, you probably get pretty low effort. You get 5, 10, 15 leads. He certainly does. Will has built up an entire team now, John. He, and he has got a hell of a following on all the channels I check him out on, I, I Google his name and he's number one for his own name. Like this guy (laughs) is a natural monster when it comes to figuring out ways to cleverly generate leads online. And he's in whitefish, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know where that is, because I don't, it's in Montana and you would be hard-pressed to say, let's generate a ton of leads for Whitefish, Montana. (laughs) It doesn't happen. It's in the middle of nowhere. So Facebook groups work. That's what I got to say. Yeah. Well, go for Um, our our break now. Sorry I interrupted. uh, uh, 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna we're gonna take a break. Uh, we're gonna smoke and drink a cup of coffee, have a long meeting, and talk about politics in the world offline. Uh, and then we're gonna be back. Do us a favor, hit that thumbs up button. Do uh, whatever it is that you need to do, and we'll see you back here in just one second. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Here we are back again, ladies and gentlemen. Coffee smoked all the things. It's episode number 362 of the Mail Right Show. Today, we're talking about what are the most important marketing channels for real estate agents in 2023. So John and I are taking a stab at predicting what important marketing channels are. But we're going to say this. We should have said at the top of this list what the most important digital channels for lead generation. But however, having said that, I do want to add, I should have added in the first place, Listen, saying that you are not good at digital marketing, unfortunately, is going to be like saying that you're not good at being a real estate agent. That's how important it's becoming to your career. It doesn't even matter if you're using it for lead generation in its entirety. People have an expectation of being able to find a fairly large list of pieces of information about you personally, even if you're not trying to use it as lead generation. They're saying, I want to be able to look at your resume, find out how many homes you've sold. There is a very basic requirement that every single person you talk to, your best friend, your father, when you call him, he's going to go, sure, kiddo, give me a link to that website or your company website and I'll check it out and get back to you. Every single person, without exception, you need to understand digital the same way that you need to understand how to close a deal and talk about water rights on a piece of property. It's the same thing. So having said that, John, number six, this is going to sound familiar. It's kind of funny. Podcasting. Talk yeah. to influencers in your area. Well, we've talked in other podcasts about becoming the digital mayor of your town, city. And, it, you know, it, it's the linkage between digital and face-to-face, which I think the most successful agents are those that mix personal face-to-face marketing with digital marketing. And it's really important to meet the the mover and shakers in your community. And you could say, well, just, you know, ringing them up or emailing them for a coffee. Well, I think that might work, but they're normally very busy. If you can do a podcast with them over Zoom, and and have a, a podcast about the mover and shakers in your community. And then after the podcast, ask, can you meet up for a coffee and a chat? I think you're going to get a much better response. And I think as a cheap way, not cheap in time, but in in money costs, it's just a great way of building yourself as a, as being seen as an influencer in your area. 
I would agree with every single thing that you said. I, I have said this many times on air, off air. One of my favorite things, John got me into podcasting. So the story, the very brief story is I was approached by one of John's podcasting partners who had met me on Active Rain where I was blogging. And he invited me to do the show. John uh, must have liked what he heard because uh, he offered me to co-host the show. And I kind of reluctantly agreed. And now I'm a dedicated podcaster, but here's why. Nothing opens up the door to conversations like John and I hit way above our weight class when it comes to like we've had major CEOs, CFOs, CMOs on the show, like major, major, major people with huge followings. And we're getting them because we have this very small niche little podcast that we do, but we speak with authority and they probably, they watch a couple of episodes and they go, Oh, we want to talk to these guys. And they come on the show. It is unbelievable having access to some of these people. Wouldn't you agree, John? Well, imagine you trying to ring them up and have a chat with them. You get nowhere, would you? Right. Nowhere at all. And we've had a lot of really deep and really great conversations, I think. I think John has said that to me a couple of times, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say pretty confidently he thinks so too. Podcasting is really cool if you want to. And then once you start meeting with these, these notable people, you can put it on your website or anywhere else. I had a conversation with so-and-so. If they felt you were worthy of getting on, the, like having a conversation, it raises your profile a lot. All right, number seven, put a chat bot in your real estate website. Who, boy, I disagree with you on this one, but go ahead, John. Well, no, uh, not on the mail right, um, but on my other business, I've got substantial contracts and started the initial sales discussion through my chatbot. And I can honestly say that over 40% of my sales have come through the chatbot of my other business. Only a smaller amount of mail right. Um, that they've kind of wanted a phone chat. I don't know why. It's a different crowd, maybe. Um, I don't know what that. But the other business, no, the chat bolt. Um, I think it can. Um, I think these very long-winded ones where they're trying to mimic. I'm not. So maybe you're hinting, and I, if you are, I agree with you. I think that you know, there's some companies say, well. We're going to mimic a real agent and blah blah blah. I I I I have some doubts about that. I think it's better just to keep it simple. But I'm around most of the time, and the the client I use sends a message to my mobile and to my desktop. So I normally, re, if I'm around, I reply instantly. Or I've got part of my team that will do it. So we do reply with a person rather than trying to mimic a person. Got you. So maybe well, that, yeah. Automated or AI services, which are all the rage these days, are I don't think they're the future of any any yeah. kind of marketing. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think that high volume, low quality, which is a lot of the focus <laughs> that of all the marketers in the space yeah. that we work in, it's in it's in other spaces as well, e-commerce, shoes, you name it. Mm-hmm. It's all this effort to deal with low quality yeah. stuff. 
And I just like to say that there's not a place for it. No, I agree with you. There's a place for it for sure. To say that it's going to be the most important marketing channels for real estate agents in 2023, strongly disagree. Sorry on this one. I think Um, we have to agree. I I think it's worth putting it on your website, but if you think you you don't have to take the messages and it's going to be tough. I, I agree with you and I disagree with you. I agree with almost 80% of what you've just said. I think it, it's a bit like email marketing. It is well abused. Well abused. Like, sure. like kicking a dog that's ill. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. Well, we'll, we would, so if any of my customers are listening to this and you want to test a chatbot, I've tested them many times in the past. They've mostly been time wasters, Mm. but for real estate, but I am happy to test one again. I would love John to be proven wrong. Love it. Just love it to death to be proven wrong on this one. Tried it on my website, turned it off, tried it on my client's website, turned it off. But anyway, that just could be. Very, it very well could be. Well, I think I think it's different community. Like I say, I I I got one on the mail right. It has, I get a I get a few, but most people either book a Zoom with me or they want a phone call. On my other business, I'm not I'm not lying to you. I would say forty percent of the people initially contact me through the chat poll. Okay. So it's really, I think it is dependent on the crowd you're, you're engaging with. Totally fair. I And I completely and totally believe you, John. You've never once, uh, well, I was, you, you, you tend to be a very factually based communicator. Um, number eight. Well, I've, com- I've, com- I've managed to confuse you very often though, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, yes. But I, so I was struggling with the language to use, but 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 you've always been a straight shooter is one way to put it, um, to a fault actually. Right. So, using virtual staging software number eight, mm. um, I love this one. I totally agree with you. I've never used it. Have very little to say about it except that I think that somebody could do a lot with it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm exactly the same. I've looked at it. I'm not a real estate agent, but I look at this stuff because I can have people ask me. And I think it's got enormous possibilities, but I just don't. I don't. Um, there, there was um, a couple of companies. Um, one of them, um, Zillow. It's actually an agent was showing me Zillow has a free program where you can build, um, use your iPhone, and it's free. They could provide you the software, and it is, you could do some amazing stuff. What they were showing me, but I'm not an expert on it, Robert. So, got you. Me either. So we're going to skip through it. Mm-hmm. Number nine: get something published in your most popular local magazines. Still solid. Totally agree. Print is not dead. No. Uh, especially since most magazines actually have digital copies of their mag- magazine online. So you are. You are usually covering both bases when you say that you're in a local magazine. You're getting online, and you have the traditional print magazine. Well, most um, Northern, sorry, Northern Nevada, and I would imagine it's the same in LA. In in Northern Nevada, there's a couple of um, free magazines. They're lifestyle publications. They make money by 
advertisers and they tend their one is aimed at the kind of local northern nevada business community the other one's a kind of lifestyle magazine with aimed my impression it's aimed more at the female consumer of a certain economical level and it has like interior design homes wine, lifestyle, the latest restaurants, that type of content. And I've known a few local real estate agents that swear by it and they regularly, they have to pay that they're kind of placed or placed interviews and then they use it for their own, they use use it for their online marketing activity. And for the money, I think if you use it cleverly, especially in the quasar to full luxury side of the market it it's a great way of helping you build your brand agreed and i'll give everybody else one one exact one last example jade mills is a luxury agent uh i was real surprised to find her and back i went to see a, a reimagining of a popular italian opera with my father Okay, bought, he bought me the tickets or we bought the tickets together. They're extraordinarily expensive. It's like $1,000 for three tickets wow. to the opera. Okay, wow. so we, uh, well, I mean, not extraordinarily, but I'm used to paying that kind of money for front row seats to whatever, you know, Imagine Dragons. But nope, with my dad watching Italian opera, I, I sit down to enjoy my show. I open up the magazine and who do I see on the back of the magazine? But Jade Mills. And I was thinking to myself, my God, that's clever. Because all the people that were in that opera with me, I'd say 80% of the audience was independently wealthy. And so here you are, because who's who's paying that much money to see people sing to them in a foreign language? I mean, and everybody in the audience, like I'm 52, I was one of the youngest people there. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> it was pretty crazy. So it was a good place to advertise. So yeah, get local magazines, local... You know, the Met, the opera, places that your audience is really going to be that's really focused. Now, I really want to f- spend a little bit of time on this one. So I'm going to just scoot right past. Rethink your brand. Oh, I love this. Okay. I've been saying this for a long time on my own channels, not so much on this podcast. But we are we are watching a slow evolution where general practitioners inside of real estate are being phased out of the market. It's been very slow and very gradual, but it has been happening. It's been happening for a long time. For a very long time now, the people who are in real estate who brand themselves to identify with a specific type of real estate. So for those of you listening to the show who are here in California, Paul Kaplan, Mid-Century Modern. Okay, you haven't heard him. He's not one of the big name LA agents. Makes a mint selling mid-century modern homes in Palm Springs. Has for many years. His logo is done in the mid-century modern style. Diane Williams should have retired years ago just making too much money selling golf course country club homes. She's out in Palm Springs and Palm Desert as well. She and Paul, 20 years ago, got the idea to take this sleepy desert town that people were retiring to and just decide to, to, to lay claim 
to their specialty. This is long before it was popular to do so. Now they each make a literal fortune and have referral business coming out their gills because when you want to buy a mid-century modern home that used to go for 175000 when Paul started and now goes for $1.75 million, same home, 10 years later, Paul is the guy you call. I don't even know what his numbers are, but he probably works 20-hour weeks and sells $50 million a year in real estate. Like it's, it's nuts what he's done with that business. Same thing with Diane. Rethink your brand and decide what you're going to be an expert in, whether that be a neighborhood or it is becoming more and more important. Cabins, ski homes, ski, ski front, like mountain front chalets, like the list of expertise that people have started to identify to me is becoming more and more finite. And branding yourself that way is going to make your brand. I'd say that any dollar that you spend focused on a particular vertical is 10 times more valuable than a marketing yeah, dollar. Yeah, because I, I think you're so right because I, I think the national franchises and the large regional brokerages, they they tend, they tend they make more profit from what we discussed, I think, last week or the week before about the part-time agent that's making between sixty and 100000 from their friends and relation network, and they can make that type of income. And I noticed with those particular agents, this is a generality, and it, so take it as it is. They're about keeping their cost base as low as possible. They don't really want to spend any money on branding apart from the money that the brokerage charges them for for their digital management offering. They're very resistant in spending. But those that want to build, uh, go above that and have a full-time career and build something bigger, building your brand and niche, and the word I called nicheify. I totally agree with you, Robert. Yeah. So, um, I I strongly think that rethinking your brand is. I would put it up in the top five. I wouldn't have done number ten. I would have done much higher. Mm-hmm. So many, most agents, most brokers are still wandering generalities as opposed to being meaningful specifics. And there's no, I can spend the rest of this podcast and we could go another 20 minutes and I could give you statistics and marketing figures that say that you're going to make a lot more money. And it doesn't really matter. Like I talked to uh, an agent in Detroit just the other day and he's telling me how Bloomfield and South and West Bloomfield and South uh, Bloomfield, like that the properties in Detroit that nobody calls them asking for neighborhoods, that they just don't care what area that they're in. Really, that's what he was saying. But we dug into it deeper and did discover that there was some care related to exactly which amenities you were close to, what you know, what things and what part of town. Mm-hmm. So the houses themselves did not define lifestyle, but amenities did, location did. So an expertise can very well be like an area expertise. Like I lived in Agura Hills. I grew up there. Same thing with Santa Monica. I may not be able to talk about the real estate all that much, but I sure as fuck can talk about the lifestyle. Sorry, John. going to have to edit that one out. Um, 
So he's, he's like, yeah, par for the course. Um, I just think that that rethinking your brand is incredibly relevant to everybody listening to the show. And the beautiful thing about if you rethink your brand and you go digital, even if for 20 years you sent out flyers that say that you've been the general practitioner of real estate inside whatever city that you service, tomorrow you could put up a digital sign by doing a couple of videos and creating a Google My Business page focused on a single area. And you're not impacting your 20 years worth no, of reputation. No, at all. You're just saying, I've always focused on all this area. Due to the way the world has gone, I'm going to start focusing all of my marketing on this area, but I still service the other areas, but I'm going to talk about this one a lot more. Mm, uh, what do you think? Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. I think it's time to wrap it up. All right, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, listeners of all ages and experience levels, we so very much appreciate your patronage uh, today on the MailRight Show. John and I couldn't do the show, wouldn't do the show without you. Uh, don't know what our numbers are. We've been both of us struggling with some other things in our business. So we've both been focused in, in other areas, but we still show up and we do the show because I think, I think we're doing quite well, actually. It's a, it's got more competitive over the three, four years that we've done the show, but we're still showing up and our figures are good. Excellent. Well, we get a few thousand of you or a couple of thousand, 2000. So uh, when I say that, please understand, we, we get it. We have a nice audience dedicated to this, to this podcast. So John, if uh, people would like to, let's say, talk to you, not oh, your chat bot, how would they yeah. do that? It's really easy. You can go, it's got their book, schedule a call right in the top navigation, book it, and you either get me or Adam. If you're lucky, you get Adam. If you're unlucky, you get me. No, that's English Uber. Okay. Inbound REM forward slash about. Get a link to my calendar there. Learn everything. Well, you learn enough about me. I've got a nice video up that will really tell the complete story of who I am. Thank you, everybody, for for tuning in. We really appreciate it. John, take us off the air.